the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Live from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Thank you very much, and a pleasant good evening, everyone. We are live at Beefo Brady's. We've got a kind of a late-arriving crowd here tonight on this uh, beautiful Tuesday evening as we will talk Manatee Hurricane football for the next hour. We've got head coach John Booth here with defensive line coach Walt Smith. And, uh, gentlemen, great game last Friday night. We, uh, we came out, took control early, and uh, had a 10-point lead at halftime, and then that third quarter, John, was incredible. Yeah, and that was something that, uh, you know, we, we didn't necessarily play uh, play bad in the first half, but I thought we left some plays out there on the field um, and weren't playing up to the standard that we're capable of playing. And so uh, we challenged our kids at halftime to, uh, you know, just execute at a higher level, and uh, I was happy to see uh, the way that, you know, that they played in the second half had, uh, I think, the first three or four possessions um, – for our defense, we're three and outs, and and, uh, and we scored uh, three quick touchdowns as well. So uh, I was happy how we uh, we came out and executed, particularly in that second half. Well, I thought uh, some of the credit probably needs to go to Steinbrenner because I thought they came out very focused. Sure. They're a 5-0 and team, and they, they were ready to play. Well, and that's what we said kind of all last week was, you know, they're, they're very, very sound, disciplined. Um, they're going to play with a lot of emotion. Um, you know, this was, uh, I think, their best start in program history. So uh, you knew they were going to come out with some firepower. And, and uh, you know, to their credit, had a great first drive. Uh, got a couple big pass plays uh, on us. And, um, you know, really, you know, kind of hit us in the mouth early. So, um, you know, yeah, a lot of credit to them. You know, and, and we likened it up in the booth to a, a quick start sometimes, and, and they just made perfect plays. I don't think our defenders were in bad position. No. And, and that's it, hard to replicate throughout the game. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, they the, those two were quick-release throws. Um, we, You know, they, they got us off the line of scrimmage. And uh, quarterback, you know, he throws a nice ball. He's got some great touch to, to his throws. And, and he's only a sophomore, so we're going to see him the next few years. But um, – you know they did a they did a good job and, and, and really good ball placement on, on both of those throw, those throws. But you know our secondary was in position. Uh, the second touchdown they had was a blown assignment, uh, which left them wide open. But um, you know it was it was really uh, a good a nice route and, and good throw by the quarterback. Uh, Walt Smith will bring you in now. And defensively, uh, thought we had another outstanding game, especially as the game progressed. The defense seemed to settle in. And uh, that second half, you were lights out. Yeah, we, we were able to, you know, get off the ball very well to take our yard, get in the backfield. And, uh, you know, our defense is predicated on making things happen, mixing things up, 
And when we get off the ball like that and, and, and spend some time in their backfield, that's when things happen in our favor. Nelson Domingue, I thought, had a nice game on your front. Um, Malik Mills, our defensive player of the game, he was disruptive as usual. And, I, you know, I, I, really like, uh, I really like our defensive backfield right now. Uh, Sir Williams, Jacob Maine. Trayvon Rump, I thought, had an outstanding game. Yeah. Yes, he did. Paul Mobley. I mean, really, it was a, a team effort defensively. Uh, it was, Dave. They, uh, you know, Malik had uh, six six solo tackles and uh, three tackles for a loss and a sack. So he wow. uh, you know, he had an outstanding game. And, and, and you look at it, it there's it, it's balanced throughout the defense. You're not, you're not seeing one guy take mm-hmm. over, and, and, and that's a tribute to, to our kids and, and doing their responsibility and not really trying to do a whole lot and, and allowing the defense to work. If you want to get in on the conversation, 955-0930 is our local number. That will get you right here to us, 955-0930. I guess one of the few negatives, uh, a lot of penalties again. Yep. Some questionable, some not. Um, you know, we can't really – you know, talk about the rest. Well, you can, I can. Uh, but uh, wow, uh, for the second week in, in Hillsboro, um, just some calls that you kind of shake your head at. But you know what? You just keep playing. Well, and that's and, and that's the message that we're sending to our kids. We're not gonna uh, tell them to, to bring down the intensity. Uh, I think one of the, uh, you know, one of the uh, probably more impressive things that we do offensively is our perimeter blocking and our receivers. Um, um, are physical out there on the edge. And, and you know, there's going to be times where, you know, the defender is going to try to break away, and we've got to understand, you know, we can't grab cloth and, and we just got to move our feet. But I thought we did a pretty good job with that. Um, you know, we, we got some pressure on the quarterback, and, and the the uh, explanation that I had from the, the white hat was they weren't, they weren't late hits. Um, we had one late hit called. The rest were um, hits to the head. And... Um, you know, it's it, th- those are judgment calls, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, we're on the wrong side of that. You know what they are? I'll tell you what they are. They're too hard of hits. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, we're be- being penalized for hitting too hard, yeah. and uh, you know, it's just, you know, and I see it all over football, and I've got a name for it, but I can't use it here on the air. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's just something we're seeing across well, football. Yeah. And you know, I know they're trying to protect players and all that. I get all that. Of course, you want to protect players, sure. But, you know, football's a hard-hitting, sometimes violent game. It is, and, and that's what we, you know, that's what we teach our kids. And, and uh, they play the game tough. They play the game physical. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the remedy with that is you tell them to back off. But we're not going to no, do that. Do and that. you got to play aggressive, and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to play 100 miles an hour. We're going to continue to do so. Yeah, and I thought uh, the gang tackling, uh, Walt, was just tremendous defensively. Yeah, it was. As John indicated earlier, the, the balanced attack that we had, you know, Friday night spread across our front defensive line, the linebackers, and the and the defensive backs was tremendous. I mean, it was very well spread, and the intensity level was spread all the way across the board. How many sacks well. did we end up with? Uh, you guys remember? I, I, Three I, or four. I think we had four. Four sacks. I, it, I think that might double. Did we go in with, uh, oh, we think we went in with seven. Yeah. Seven. So yeah. from seven to 11. Well, that's the thing, too, is, stuff, you know, there. we're not seeing a whole lot of pass. Um, you know, a lot of the teams that we play, Steinbrenner is going to be one of the, the few that we saw that we'll see w- with a pretty heavy pass game, Palmetto being the other one. Um, 
but here down the stretch is, is you know, with some pretty heavy run-oriented teams, and, and you know, a lot of our district is that. So we're probably not going to have as many sacks, but what you're seeing increase are the tackles for loss. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's obviously just as good. Negative plays. Mm -hmm. Man, uh, being a Gator fan, uh, I'm seeing that a lot from our defense <laughs> in Gainesville, yeah. and yep. uh, I'm seeing a lot of the same thing in yep. Manatee. It's a real pleasure to do a game on Friday night and then go watch a team Saturday. Absolutely. And they kind of, you know, I see a lot of similarities, uh, especially, uh, you know, defensively because, um, man, the, the front of Manatee just playing so well right now. Yep. Um, now let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, halftime because, you know, we went in, we're 10 points up. That's pretty good. But, boy, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, we were ahead a few weeks ago and we let Lincoln back in it and this, yep. that, and the other. What was your message to the team at halftime? Well, number one, we've got to execute better. I thought we had some opportunities. Uh, we had the double pass that we missed. Uh, By the way, we're, we are going to hit. We're, we're due for one. <laughs> we're over two on it. We've had them, we've had them open. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we, we had some opportunities that we missed. We're, we, we put ourselves behind the chains offensively a few, a few series, um, you know, with holding penalties. And, um, you know, our, our, our receivers, we challenged them particularly at, at, at halftime. You know, just getting off the ball, being more explosive, uh, and really just kind of dominating their secondary. Um, like I said, I don't think we were playing particularly bad. Um, we just we weren't playing up to the, the the standard that we that that I know we're able to play. So it was is really more so executing um, and, and starting out fast. We went a little bit more of the up tempo um, in the second half. In fact, that's all we did in the second half was a no huddle, and uh, that seemed to help you know get some rhythm going and. Um, you know, and then the, the, to start out the second half with, I think we had three, three or four, uh, three and outs, and and, uh, and really kind of controlled the uh, field position game and uh, gave us a short field a lot of times. What's that do to a defense, Walt? The up tempo because we see it, and uh, sometimes the defense gets on its toes. Uh, they're not able to make substitutions. But you as a defensive coach, what should you do when you're playing against an up-tempo team? Well, it's, it's, it's good that we practice that, you know, during the week. And uh, we get the guys ready for that up-tempo because, you know, we scrimmage you know, amongst ourselves. So we get, we get accustomed to that. But you just got to gotta keep the guys up. They got to stay heads up. And they got to be quick, be ready. And, uh, and they're, they're quite accustomed to that up-tempo play. And we do a nice job with, with our conditioning. Coach Lansky has our kids yeah. ready to go. We were just talking about that uh, earlier in the week and, uh, you know, or in fact, at our, at our uh, staff meeting and just how uh, conditioned. We're still we're in week five. Uh, they were in week six, um, and they're still cramping. And uh, our kids are able to finish the game and, and, and not only finish it, but finish it with some authority. And, and uh, the fact that we're able to go the, the, the no huddle and, and move that on them at, at such a quick pace and they're, they're, those guys are falling out, you know, obviously that, that plays into our favor. A.J. Cole Giovanni seems to be very comfortable running the yeah. up-tempo offense. Yeah. Yeah, it gives him a chance to, you know, it, well, it, it, it forces defenses to play balanced. And uh, they're not allowed to, you know, they're not able to, to, to put a different, you know, blitz or a different roll coverage or disguise anything. They have to be balanced and, and, and kind of give a base look. And, um, you know, he's, he's a smart kid, and he knows where we need to go with the ball and, and what we're trying to do within our no-huddle package. And uh, he, he can get the ball to who he needs to. Do you think it was his best game of his career? Uh, yeah, it, it was. It probably was all the way around. He graded out pretty high, um, you know, certainly threw the ball well. And, and um, you know, we, we, we did – we had, you know, we had some sacks, um, 
Well, I think we had four sacks against us. A couple, couple were his fault. A couple were, were the O line's fault. And, and so, you know, we're, one of the things we're I'm challenging him is just as a position coach is, you know, we haven't played perfect yet. And and are you going to play perfect? No, you're going to have mistakes. But all in all, I mean, he graded at a mid 80, which is which is very good. Throwing for over 300 yards and, and four total touchdowns. That's that's a that's a great night. I don't know when the last time we had a quarterback that the discussion came mm-hmm. up in the press box to throw for over 300. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know that uh, that either. It's but, a good trivia uh, question, except yeah. we don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we, we've been saying it all, all season long, but we've got, uh, you know, if you, you, can be, you can be a great quarterback, but if you don't have the guys up front protecting you, you don't have the guys to, to get the ball out of the perimeter, um, you know, you're, you're going to struggle. And we've got uh, we got three receivers that are playing lights out right now. Uh, Lorenz has uh, has really come on strong with with the run game, and you know it's it's just it's just a good balance we've got going on right now. Yeah, there's no question about that. And our offensive player of the game, Cavius Price, was a human highlight film. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk to him in a little while. But uh, wow, uh, if you get a chance, go on ManateeFootball.com and go back and look at some of those plays if you weren't watching the live stream, if you were just listening on the radio, because it was incredible what uh, what KP did. Well, you know, and that's one of the things we, we talked about, how well A.J. played, and, and, you know, when we talk about selecting our player of the game. But, you know, it, it, it's tough to it's tough to, to deny what, what KP did. And, and the, when you take a five-yard out route and you make a guy miss and you take it 80 yards for a touchdown, you know, it goes to the quarterback stats and, and that's always enjoyable when you're a quarterback and you throw a five-yard route for him to take it. But uh, you know the credit is to KP. He he had a, he had a couple uh, just phenomenal catch and runs and and you know and that's what we uh, that's what we were expecting from him going into this season and and uh, you know he hasn't disappointed us. And he's been a little banged up too. Yeah, he's playing through some injuries and and uh, you know the scary thing is to to, to think about what he's going to do when he's 100. <laughs> percent All right, we're going to take our first time out of the night, and we'll return, and we'll hear from our players of the game. We're live from Beefo Brady's. We'll be back with more Hurricane Hotline right after this. Bill Bennett isn't sure Speaker of the House is for him. The Speaker of the House does not have to be a sitting member of Congress. How about you, Bill? Put put your hat in the ring. Speaker of the House? Yeah. Nah. Nah. (laughs) You know, that's a lot of meetings. Lots of finagling. Lots of, you know, hey, man, you're looking great today. How about a, you know, piece of cake and a vote? Bill Bennett's Morning in America. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 at AM 930. The Answer. Before you buy, give Conley a try. Are you looking for a great price on a new GMC, Buick, or Subaru? Conley in Bradenton. Need a reliable used vehicle you can afford? Conley in Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley in Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over 47 years ago, we've been proud to be a part of this community. So, for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC Subaru. Where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end. Depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. 
comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at CostantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Clients first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com and go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. We purchased a King mattress set and two twin sets from the mattress store. Mark, the store owner, offers a 90-day exchange policy, and a couple of months later, the King bed started to squeak. After we called Mark, he immediately sent a crew out to replace the box spring. No questions asked, and no more squeak. We'll be back to the mattress store, simply because they stand by their products. This is Mark, owner of The Mattress Store. The Mattress Store in Sarasota, on the trail, quarter mile south of Stickney Point. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound, seeing a slow ride between State Road 64 and the south end of the Manatee River Bridge. This update brought to you by Autoglass America. DeSoto Bridge northbound, still some delays as you make your way across the Manatee River. Skyway southbound, slow ride approaching mid-span due to an earlier disabled vehicle. 301 and 41 not looking too bad between Bradenton and Sarasota. And an earlier crash, Beneva at Coronado Drive still has northbound, a little slow in that area. If you have a damaged windshield and full insurance coverage, Autoglass America installs a new one for free and buys back your old one for up to $100 on the spot. 81396-GLASS. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads it for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Presto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Presto and coach John Booth. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We're live at Beefo Brady's for Hurricane Hotline. And uh, we're celebrating a big 52-17 win over previously unbeaten Steinbrenner High School. And that's the first time uh, I'd ever traveled to Steinbrenner High School. And um, Long trip. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The trip back, I'm sure, was short. I, I didn't come back, but I'm sure it didn't take long because the traffic had cleared out. We right. went ahead and drove to Gainesville. But um, just, you know, 
it is what it is. We're going to be in this district for four years, but it just makes it really tough because there's rush hour and you're well, trying to get to these yeah. places. And this first year is going to be probably the toughest. Now we have an idea of what it's going to be during rush hour traffic. <laughs> I thought we were going to be able to beat it by the time we left, but we ended up getting caught in it on the, on the back end of it, and it extended about 30 minutes. Yeah, it, it, we thought we were going to be able to beat it also, and then all of a sudden you get there by the airport and it's all backed yep. up. Yep. Um, you would think there would be more people going – from Tampa to St. Pete, then from St. Pete to Tampa. Yeah, but I, I didn't see that. Didn't, didn't look like you it. know. So, but anyway, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things. That's the district we're going to be in for a while, and so be it. Um, we're going to start turning our attention to Palm Harbor University, uh, but uh, before we do that, that's our opponent Friday night. Thank goodness we're back home. Just doesn't seem like we've been home very much this year. But Palm Harbor two and one. So another huge, huge district game. They've only lost a one game all season. They're four and one. So they're much improved over last yes, year. Uh, but we're going to go out to uh, Gene Brown now, our defensive player of the game, Malik Mills, our offensive player of the game, Cavius Price. Which one are you going to grab first, Gene? Cavius uh, being the uh, leader that he is, is allowing his counterpart to okay. go first. <laughs> oh, he's going to let Malik go first. Right, okay. Yeah. All right, get Malik, and then we'll run a little highlight of Cavius's uh, big right, run. Yeah, yeah, Malik, not that we're disrespecting or anything, but it's hard to get a highlight from a defensive line. <laughs> so, um, welcome and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, coming into that game, obviously playing an undefeated team, you know, we, we knew they were going to be tough coming out. And right away when the game started, you know, they hit a couple of big passes, got things going. What, what was the defense thinking when that happened? Well, the first thing we thought was we had to play hard. That's always what we think, you know. And what was going through our mind was a district game or not a district game, we had to win. That's all we know because another game we got to win. All right. Um, as the defensive line kind of learns, uh, talked about the new defense, 3-4 and that, um, pressure is important. And at first we weren't getting it. Then all of a sudden as, you know, we kind of started wearing them down, you know, it, it ended up being a little bit not easier but tougher and, and you had some great tackles for loss. And, and uh, you think their passing game – was one of the tougher ones we faced? I, I don't think it was the toughest we were uh, facing. I think it was more of us not playing to our ability. So once we realized, you know, it's a big game for us, we played to our ability and got better. And obviously still another district game. When we have this many district teams, we've got to keep going. So the motivation is each week to keep up the district. So what's going on as far as that's going to make it different as a defensive line to keep the pressure on? Really, it gets um, – as a team, everybody got a job, and defense along, we got to play hard because when we play hard, it makes everybody else's job easier because we got pressure. And this week we come back home, so is the team kind of excited about that? Yeah, really excited. Glad to be home. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, um, well, uh, once again, uh, Malik's stats for the game, uh, amazing. Go ahead with that. Well, he had uh, six, uh, six tackles, three tackles for a loss, and then one sack. And as, as uh, we indicated earlier, I mean, it was very close across the whole whole front line. And you can see when, when we have penetration, when we get in the backfield and, and mix things up and make things happen, why well, it makes it tough on the, on the quarterback and for them to execute passes. And we got to do the same thing this week. No doubt about it. And one thing we talked about, uh, guys, as far as offense goes, as we segue into KVS Price, we thought maybe we could get on the edge, John, with them. And you started early, and we're going to – play uh, the first play from scrimmage was a reverse to KP and let's take a listen. KVS Price. K 
Latavius Price on a reverse. There's a lot of room to the 40. Look at KP to the 50. KP to the 40. KP is dragged down at about the 32-yard line. Yeah, that uh, kind of got things off and going. And before we get to KP, let's go ahead and uh, and play the 80-yard touchdown pass. Again, it was about five yards, and KP turned it into right. 80. Here we go. AJ to throw. He fires it. It is complete, and it's broken to the 40. There he goes to the 50, to the 40, to the 30. Goodbye. 10, 5. It's a touchdown, and I believe it's Cavius, Cavius Price for an 80-yard touchdown. Wow, what a, what a run. Yeah, was that Eddie Mulock? <laughs> yeah, he was uh, marveling that long run. And uh, why not? Uh, Gene, take it away with KP. Yeah, well, congratulations, KP. I know you came into this game a little bit banged up and uh, didn't know what was going to happen, but when I was standing kind of at an angle, when you caught that ball, you went to the sidelines, and when you cut back, I don't think they knew what hit him at that point. Uh, right. Um, I give all credit to AJ for seeing that, uh, giving me the ball quick. And I just think I did a great job uh, making, making the guy miss and getting on the sideline. And when you started kind of turning that corner, pulling away, uh, you weren't thinking about any pain in the leg, were you? Uh, no, when you're playing, is uh, it all goes away. I think it's more of a mind thing. And uh, once I broke out, it was just relaxed running and lights out. One thing that, that is impressive this year so far is, you know, the balls, A.J.'s putting a good ball out there for you to catch, but you're making the catch and then looking up field to make it down. You think, um, you know, some of the defenses we've been playing that – you know, they, they're keying on that. So what does that make the difference with A.J. now being able to run the ball up the middle that opens up a little bit on the outside for the rest of you? Uh, right. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the teams we've played so far, you know, they're keying in on me. And I think they do a great job doing so. And uh, But, you know, it's hard to take away two guys. You know, uh, A.J., he can throw it, and also he can run. So I think it's hard to take away the run and the throw. You can't have both, so you pick and choose. And whichever one you take away, we'll just go with the other. Right, and, and so far it looks like with our running back, with Lorenz, and then also our two other receivers coming out there, offensive line's doing a great job. Everybody's kind of coming together. And as a senior, as what you've seen over the last several years, you feel good about, you know, kind of keeping the team going and what we're doing? Uh, of course, man. Uh, I think we're doing a great job, you know, starting to see what we can do to teams. You know, I think we're, we're getting better at putting teams away early in the game. And uh, I think we – Continue to do what we're doing, and it'll just uh, ain't great for us. All right, well, keep up the good work, and, and hopefully keep that knee getting healthy. For sure. Thank you. Uh, can't say enough about that young man, John Booth. I mean, he has just stepped into a leadership role and uh, tremendous speed. Um, what, around a 4-4, maybe, maybe better. High 4-3. Huh? Yeah, we'll give uh, him the high 4-3. Unbelievable speed. And, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about what he's meant to the team. Well, you know, like like we, we said early and uh, even last year, I mean, he was just a uh, he's a dynamic player, one that, you know, we we know that we've got to get the ball in his hands. Uh, he can just do so many things with it. Um, but uh, what a lot of people don't see is his work ethic. Uh, he, he's great in the weight room, pound for pound, probably one of our strongest kids on the team. Um, he's a great leader for, for the guys. And, and you want your, your playmakers to be the ones where, 
they're doing everything right. They're, he's got a, a 3.7 GPA, do, you know, wow. no discipline problems in school. You know, he's doing just does all the things right that you want. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise why he's so productive out there on the, on the football field too. Yeah, you, you don't get better two than these two that we have here Exactly, just great. Both, yeah. I mean, and, and Malik, you can't say enough about him as well. I mean, just a, kind of a silent leader. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Malik, I mean, uh, Walt, he squatted over 500 pounds this, this yeah. year. We had to cut him off at 520, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, but just he shows up to work every day. You know, he, he just does both of those guys. Just they, everything you want in a student athlete, those guys have it. Yeah, and we don't hear enough about that. You yeah. Know? Unfortunately, we hear about sometimes the kids that, don't do the right thing. Well, yeah, the, when, when you got somebody that does the right thing, that's the boring news. But, you know, the, the reality is we've got a lot of guys just like those two who, who do it right in the classroom, do it right in the practice field, uh, you know, and then certainly do it right on Friday nights. Uh, well, I wanted to touch a little bit because, you know, I saw, you know, s- some uh, changes a little bit uh, defensively as far as uh, Nelson putting his hand down and going to a little bit of 4-3. And I uh, thought, you know, that worked quite well. Talk a little bit about that. Well, when they load the side, we try and bring the strength up and have him put a hand down so he gets, a, so he gets off the ball better. And uh, Nelson's just got excellent, excellent pursuit. He adds a lot, you know, to that side. And I think you're going to see some of that this week uh, as well when we go up against Palm Harbor University. And, and yeah, he seems to play really well. He's so quick mm-hmm. with that first step, John, that uh, that seems to be uh, something that, I would think will work pretty good. Yeah, he's explosive off the edge, and and uh, you know when we go our ones versus ones during practice, he's always a bear to block. I mean, he's he's a tough one. Yeah, and um, well, when he lines up on that side, you know, on the on the side that's loaded, he lines up next to one of the D linemen, and I mean, by the time we come inside, hit the B gap, and he goes around the edge. You know, it's it's history. I mean, he's that quick on his first couple steps. Yeah, he he got caught for celebrating a little bit the other night, but yep. you know what? He, he's, he made a great play, and I, I didn't think it was excessive, but, you know, I guess, you know, you just can't do much of anything anymore. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of it was due to, to where the, the point we were in the game and I think where the score was at. It was just something that probably didn't need to be done, but you get somebody that's excited and made a great play, yeah. and, and uh, but, he, you know, he's got to be a little bit more, a little more disciplined than that. See, the thing is, though, I, and how I look at it is, is it something that's scripted or is it just off your emotion? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I felt that was just the emotion. It was oh, nothing. It was yeah. nothing scripted like they do in the NFL sometimes. It, it was. It was off of emotion, and it was with a teammate. I don't think they did it, uh, you know, in a malicious way at another at another you know player on the team and, and things like that. But you know, uh, you know, they they thought it was uh, unsportsmanlike and and called it so. But uh, getting back to some of the things we were able to do in that second half, then we're going to start talking about Palm Harbor. Um, that's. Is that as good a half as football that we played this year? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I think uh, collectively, uh, both sides of the ball um, did exactly what we're supposed to do. You know, we still had, you know, we had some series offensively that really we stalled on. And the reason we stalled was we got behind the chains because of holding penalties. And and, uh, other than those those series, uh, we scored on every other one. So, you know, we, those are the things that we challenged our offense with is that we, we've got to make sure that we're not putting ourselves in difficult positions to, uh, you know, to try to have to come, you know, and go first to 20. And, uh, you know, if we're able to do that, I like our chances where we're able to, to move the ball and score. We're, we're playing pretty well offensively right now. What do you think happened uh, defensively to them? They had uh, 
when we hit Carter in the end zone. I think it was Carter for the touchdown. That was Tariq. Or Tariq Milton yep. for the touchdown. Yeah, with, uh, busted coverage. How, how did we run that play and, and, and confuse them? On well, that? we ran it twice, and uh, A.J. made the wrong read and uh, actually got uh, Reggie hit pretty, pretty good. The corner squatted on it. Um, so we came back and ran the play again. I don't know why they blew the coverage twice, but it was a new corner. And uh, I think he might have just got confused on the call, so we went that play back-to-back and, and uh, hit Tariq. That's nice to see that when you see yeah. a receiver that open. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you know, and that's something that we, we say all the time, right, guys, is, is most of the time you don't get second chances. So when you see it, you got to take advantage of that opportunity. And so uh, we're pretty fortunate to be able to, to, to recall that and, and uh, get the touchdown. Now, how has the first two days of practice been coming off the, the huge win, your your Right smack in the middle of district play now, so there's no time to breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, you know, we're we're at that point in the year where, where guys are you know dinged up and you got some bumps and bruises, so we're 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 trying to muscle through practice and and uh, and and you know just, just kind of physically get through this part of the season. And, and and this is kind of the point where everybody's sore and everybody's banged up, and so. Uh, but the kids have got great attitudes, and, and one of the things that we've we've said is that uh, you know at this point in the year, where every game is a district game, every game's critical. So because of that, now every practice becomes critical, and we've got to, we've got to prepare as such and, and make sure that we're not missing missing days because we're uh, you know making excuses for whatever we want to. And uh, we're going to take uh, our final time out, but as we do, let me. Run down the District 6-8A standings. The Hurricanes right in front at 2-0. and I hope these are accurate. I assume they are. Uh, Steinbrenner, 2-1. and Palm Harbor, by the way, they're the Hurricanes like we are. So um, that's going to be a little awkward Friday night. <laughs> they are 2-1. and Sarasota Riverview, 1-1. One and one. They knocked off um, Palm Harbor uh, recently, and that was a huge win for... Uh, Riverview, Newsom is one and two, Alonzo one and two, and Riverview, Riverview, the only team winless. They are 0 and two, but they are two and four overall. So uh, tight race, like you would expect, and uh, sets up um, a huge game against Palm Harbor University Friday night at Joe Cadan Field at Hawkins Stadium. We're going to take a timeout, and when we return, we'll talk about that game. But uh, first, we'll take a break. You're listening to Manatee Hurricane Football. We're live Hurricane Hotline at Beef O'Brady's. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. 
Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Perkins Automotive Group is your low-price leader. Perkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Perkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Perkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Perkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. My dad is fuming. He just realized a simple strategy would have given him $500 more in his Social Security check each month. There are more than 1,300 ways for married couples to file, and the Social Security office does not help you choose the best one. Free Social Security classes are now being held in Sarasota by Dave Kennan, an accredited national Social Security advisor, one of only 18 such experts in the state of Florida. Do not apply for Social Security benefits until you first take this free one-hour class. Learn rules and strategies that will ensure you get all the money you deserve. Sign up now, Tuesday, October 13th or Thursday, October 15th at 6.30 p.m. in Sarasota. Please register early as we are often on a waiting list. 225-7494 or socialsecurityrsvp.com. 225-7494 or socialsecurityrsvp.com. Securities offered through First Allied Securities. Member FINRA SIPC. 225-7494 or socialsecurityrsvp.com. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75, looking pretty good through Sarasota and Manatee Counties. This update brought to you by Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home in Venice. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge, a smooth ride across the Manatee River. Skyway southbound still seeing delays approaching mid-span due to an earlier disabled vehicle. 301 and 41, not looking too bad. A little slow in the usual spots between Bradenton and Sarasota. And an earlier crash, Beneva at Coronado Drive still has northbound Beneva a little slow there. Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home in Venice, your locally owned Carpet One retailer. Everything for your home. One-on-one service backed by more than 50 years in the area, 1190 East Venice Avenue. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. Welcome back, everyone, to Tuesday evening, live at Beefo Brady's for Hurricane Hotline. And we are here each and every Tuesday evening. And uh, 
along with John Booth, head coach, Walt Smith, defensive line coach. And Walt, uh, every time we have one of the assistants, uh, we uh, ask them to tell us a little bit about your background, uh, how you got into coaching, uh, you know, back in your playing days, all that good stuff. Uh, just, yeah, tell us a little bit about Walt Smith. Well, I played uh, high school football in a small school in southern Indiana, and uh, it was all conference all four years. I went, spent a couple of years in the military, and then I went to Purdue University, got the opportunity to play for uh, Boilermakers for a couple of years. And then uh, after that, I played some semi-pro ball, stayed into weightlifting and, and things of that nature, and then I ended up uh, being on the Indianapolis Colts as uh, hamburger squad, for less than, a, less than a better term, for uh, – for about a season and a half, and uh, then decided it was time to go, go back and, and you know pursue my career, which is what I went to school for. And so uh, when we moved to, uh, we spent 21 years over in the Deland Daytona area, and we moved to Bradenton in 2005. And uh, all my kids have gone to Manatee High School, and they played football. And and uh, Joe actually got me into coaching the freshman team back in 2006. So I've been with the program freshman JV and then uh, helped John out last couple of years at the varsity level so uh, I enjoy the kids I enjoy uh, you know sharing with them the, the knowledge that I have and, and uh, experience and, and they're fun to be with and it is all about them sure and your boilermakers almost pulled off a huge upset the other day yeah wow close but no cigars uh, but boy, had Michigan State right there yeah they're, they're looking they're looking better yeah, it's uh, kind of a program that's been up and down over the years, uh, kind of a mid-level Big Ten program. Some years, you know, they're right up there playing in a bowl game. Other years, they've dropped off. Danny Hope, of course, the former Manatee coach, was a uh, head coach there for several years. He's uh, at South Florida now uh, with Willie Taggart and uh, and Joe. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't realize you you were at Purdue mm-hmm. and uh, you were an Indiana guy. Um, John, uh it's pretty important to get guys like Wall on the staff because we've got a lot of young guys on the mm-hmm. staff, but it's it's kind of nice to lean on somebody with as much experience as oh, yeah, uh, been Walt around. has. Yeah. Well, yeah, not saying you're you're older in anything, Walt. You're just <laughs> because I am. Well, I'll, 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 I'm right there with you. <laughs> no, but you you do. I mean, it's just uh, you know they're, 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 they've been through life, and and you know I think Walt and Dennis and they they experienced things that um, you know that I necessarily haven't. Yet. And so it's, it's good to bounce ideas off of them and just get a different perspective. All right, we're going to have our trivia question now. Listen up. If you're out there uh, listening in the listening audience, you can call us. And the easiest way, just the local number, 955-0930, 955-0930. If you hear a beast and you want to answer it, just raise your hand and Gene will get to you. The Sarasota Herald Tribune has published the top 90 football players of all time in the Braden, Sarasota, Charlotte area. That's basically their coverage area. I think it's the 90, 90th anniversary of the Herald Tribune, so that's what they tried to, you know, penny back on. So, uh, anyway, the top five are just amazing players. And if you could name, say, three out of the top five I may even take two out of the top five, but it's not real difficult, and I'll give you a hint. Out of the top five, we have three from Manatee County and two from Sarasota County. Yeah, two from Sarasota County. Uh, that's the only hints I'm going to give you, 
But uh, they're, they're big names, all of them big names, especially if you follow high school football uh, in this area. So anyway, if you want to give it a shot, this is all time. This is forever, forever. Uh, and all you have to do is name maybe two, three out of five. Raise your hand and Gene will get to you or give us a call here. we got some free wings for you, uh, maybe a parting uh, gift basket. I don't know. Uh, Gene will come up with something. KP, KP thinks he may know. All right. All right. Uh, They're going back and forth on it because it's like, well, you kind of get one. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a one for sure, you know, for Manatee. Joint team. effort over here, which is fine. You can yeah. team up. Cavis, you want to give it a shot? All right, here's Cavis. Tommy Frazier, uh, Peter Ward, and Adrian McPherson. KP, you're right, yeah. man. Get this guy some free wings. He's, <laughs> got, he's eating free wings right now. <laughs> All the ones from Manatee County. Sarasota would be the tougher part. Yes. Um, Peter Warwick was number one. The uh, Southeast High School receiver, of course, that played at FSU and in the NFL. Number two, Roosevelt Snipes, the outstanding running back from Sarasota High School who went on to play at Florida State and then went out to San Francisco where he was supposed to report to the 49ers, but he ended up in a crack house and his life uh, just went uh, spiraling down. And I actually interviewed Roosevelt Snipes for a documentary we did on crack cocaine. I went out to the DeSoto Correctional Institute. And very engaging guy. I mean, I I really liked him. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he just, you know, couldn't stay straight. And But he, I watched a ton of clips from Roosevelt Snipes when I did this documentary. Oh, what a player. What a player Rosie Snipes was. And it's just a shame that he kind of ended up... You know, the way he did, he, he, he never played in the NFL, and, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, but he was he, he deserves to be number two. Tommy Frazier, touchdown Tommy, number three. Number four, another guy that had some issues, Sean Bain. But if anybody remembers uh, Riverview, Sean Bain, class of 94, he was incredible. Uh, we watched him run for... 300 yards against Manatee. I mean, he was a tough guy to bring down. Kind of would run the ball like a Herschel Walker. He just big and fast. He was amazing. And Adrian McPherson, number five, the two-sport superstar from Southeast High, was Mr. Florida in both football and basketball, class of 2000. He ran into some issues uh, when he was at Florida State. And, uh, Boy, he was he was one heck of a quarterback, though. That's your top five. While I got the list here, I'll just run down the top ten because I, I see some people that are very interested in this in the crowd. Uh, Mike Bellamy from Charlotte High School, a speedster, class of 2011. State record 110 touchdowns. Mike Ford, number seven. Mike Ford was one heck of a runner. Signed with Alabama, never got there. Ended up at USF, again, had some issues, and uh, never uh, kind of fizzled out in college. Tim Johnson, Sarasota High School, class of 83, played at Penn State for Joe Paterno and in the NFL for Joe Gibbs. Larry Kennedy, number nine, former Riverview quarterback, went on to star at the University of Florida. Just a really great guy, Larry Kennedy is. And number 10, another Gator, former Venice High standout Trey Burton. 
who is now uh, playing for the Philadelphia Eagles and playing quite well. Pretty good top ten. Some good players there. Um, I, I might disagree with uh, some of the placings in the top five, but I can't disagree with the players who are there. I mean, you could you could make a case for each one of the top five being number one. Oh, yeah. I think. Uh, but when you, I mean, it's you know, it's very very tough to compile a list like this. And there's going to be a lot of discussion, I'm sure. But that's what they do it for, right? They, they do it for us football junkies who, who want to see things like this. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 good stuff. Now, we've got uh, a few minutes uh, to talk about Palm Harbor University. And we're going to touch just a couple minutes on some of the big college games. We do that every week. Palm Harbor, they look pretty good on uh, Tate John uh, number two. Looks to be uh, their offensive player that does a little bit of everything. Yeah, and he uh, yeah, he won the game probably single-handedly uh, week, maybe week two against Newsom. Uh, had five touchdown catches, and um, you know, that was a game that they uh, they drove uh, as a last-minute uh, last-minute drive and scored with with just a handful of seconds left to go in the game. Um, but you know, one of the things that we've really stressed to our kids is, is they've won two games now. On, uh, on last-second drives, one against East Lake, one against Newsom, and then they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to take the to take the win against Alonzo. So this is a team that uh, that's going to play all four quarters. Um, there, there's not a lot of quit, not a lot of give up in them, and so you know that's that's something that uh, you know mentally that we're going to have to be prepared for. That uh, you know we don't we, we're not going to let up on these guys. I've got number two is T.J. Calmary, a sophomore. Yeah, young kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure you've studied him. Yeah, we're we've looked at a lot of film as well, uh, and we're preparing defensively for for that attack. So. Yeah, he runs uh, out of the slot. He runs the wildcat. Yep, he does a little bit of everything. He's kind of their, their yeah, their everything, their athlete, so to speak, and and uh, they're gonna try to get the ball in his hands. And you know, he does a nice job with it. So we'll we'll have to be ready to go. Number 21, their running back Nick Gust. He looked pretty good too. He's only he, a junior. He had a couple big runs against Alonzo mm-hmm. last week. They fell behind Alonzo, 14 to nothing, mm-hmm. and that's when I had to turn it off last night because I was getting tired. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll watch the rest of it tonight. But I was like, wow, you know. You know, they're not uh, not ultra fancy with what they do, um, but they run a lot of the counter. Um, and, and they run it well. You know, their line pulls and, and runs well, and, and they got some backs that can hit it. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to be uh, we'll have to be physical yeah. at the point of attack and, and um, you know, control the line of scrimmage. Like I said, when you're getting into this stretch now, um, the next few teams that we see uh, really run the ball and try to establish it. And so we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to be ultra physical at the line of scrimmage. So, um, yeah, that's been the challenge for our defense. All right, last couple of minutes we'll hit like we usually do, uh, talk a little college football, and it started last Thursday night. Guys with a big upset uh, yeah. with a state-ranked uh, or a state team, Miami, and I, I knew that they were going to have a hard time with Cincinnati. Cincinnati throws the ball all over the place, and, uh, man, it was just too much. They're putting up a lot of yards, and I was I was really surprised how explosive Cincinnati is. I mean, they just uh, – it seems like, you know, Miami was starting to get that momentum, get things going, and then Cincinnati kind of shut that down really quick and just boom, 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 touchdown. And, you know, Al Golden, he's going to face a lot of heat. I personally think he's good, but, you know, he, he needs to win football games. That's the bottom line. Well, they've had some close ones that they just didn't close. Out, yeah. yeah. He's, he's now they play that. Florida State Saturday. Yeah, that's and that, huge. You know that could be good. I mean, you're not Florida State's not dominating anybody yeah. like like they've done the last few years. And so, I mean, if, if this is as good a chance as any 
I tell you what, if Dalvin Cook isn't healthy, I think Miami can win that game. Absolutely. If Dalvin mm -hmm. Cook's healthy, it's going to be tough. Dalvin mm -hmm. Cook is that good. Uh, then, Walt, uh, in the swamp, uh, Florida just, you know, all of a sudden, all they look like, well, Paul Feinbaum said, tweeted out they look like the Patriots. Well, not quite, Paul. <laughs> That's a little carried away, but they played a great game. Yeah, they did. They were very focused, and they, they hit hard and just – all the way to the end, they were just going, going, going. What do you think about that, that defense, especially that defensive line? you got to like that line. Yeah, they get off the ball real quick, and, and they they, uh, they certainly are in the backfield. You know, they, they get off well. They, they handle themselves well. A lot of uh, negative plays, too. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you see a defensive line that gets off the ball like that, the way they do so quick and with the moves and, and they use their hands, they're just real good. Uh, you know, getting in the backfield. Shoot, their secondaries. Oh, they're they're good Boy. too. Yeah. But if, if I'll tell you, if, if Greer plays the way that he did last week, continues to play like that the rest of the season, I mean, he could be in consideration for the Heisman. Yeah. And yeah. That's what I told my wife. If he has a couple more games like yeah, he's that, all of a sudden they'll yeah. throw him in there. Well, that's know? got That's the, that's the key. What have is, done for are me they going to be? Are they going to be consistent from here on out? Martez Ivy, the kid that we saw at Apopka last year. I focused. I taped the game. Watch the replay. He came in at offensive guard, and, boy, he was getting after it. Yeah. All right, we're going to close it out. I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. Ace Andrews back at WLSS. Gene Brown here. Walt Smith and John Booth, the coaches tonight. We'll close it down. We'll be on the air live from Joe Field at Hawkins Stadium at 7 o'clock, 7.30 kickoff as the Hurricanes entertain Palm Harbor University. Again, thank you so much, and we'll see you Friday night. So long, everyone. Iraq, Afghanistan. For our troops, the war on terror means multiple deployments and grievous losses. 400,000 diagnosed with PTSD. How can you give hope to these heroes, the troops who fight for your freedom? Through MilitaryBibleStick.com and a digital player that's preloaded with the audio New Testament. Many nights when I'm out at my post, when you know, frustration and depression set in. I can turn on the military Bible stick and find solace. I really needed a lift up to hear his assuring voice, and it was there. Our heroes need to know they're not forgotten and that you honor their sacrifice. Visit MilitaryBibleStick.com. $25 provides the military Bible stick for one troop in our armed forces. $25 can bring God's peace on the battlefield. Call 800-800-2555 or visit MilitaryBibleStick.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.